I yeah, I'm not marketing this as a podcast. This is a time capsule project. Welcome to my time capsule project, where I get to photograph, uh, take a photograph of friends of mine, acquaintances, people, and get to have a conversation with them and allow them to self-reflect on their past, present, and future self. This is how that's that's how I should start these now. Yeah. <laughs> We hit go and we're we're here. We're already here, yeah. <laughs> um, so, kicking this off, um, yeah. as I mentioned a bit earlier, we got the birds chirping. I love that. Um, you know, I met you recently. There's there's so much that I don't know about you. So, just kind of like, from what I've observed, from what I've observed, you have like your your hand in so many different areas and in so many different projects, like. Can you tell me a little bit more about these projects, um, as brief as you can be, that kind of encompass what you do? And also, like, a follow-up to that is, like, how are you juggling all of it? Yeah. That okay. is what I'm, like, most interested in, like, to kick this off. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So, um, I think the core of it is my, my, my core goal of just helping people do the best work of their entire lives. I think that underlies everything. And um, that kind of breaks down for me into... Uh, consultancy called Status, uh, and where I'm helping people one-on-one -on -one or one-to-many or maybe me and a partner helping other people overcome obstacles and achieve goals and achieve their dreams, essentially, bring those into reality. So um, that's one big piece of it. The other um, bit, is, which is kind of an aside, but I do teach as well. I, it's just another effort to connect with individuals just at a more mass market, at, you know, where I'm talking to a lot of people and then um, and, and, and spreading good information and helping guide people. And then um, I have a bunch of different experiments. You know, I call them experiments because I'm not invested in the outcome as much as it looks like. I love making different things. I have musical projects, I have art projects, I have projects people don't even know exist except me. I have projects of uh, apparel and stuff like that. And they're all dope and I love them. One's called Merch. Uh, that's sort of the more established one. But they're ultimately just like projects to create things with and um, like, like for me to just be a child and be expressive and fun. And sometimes they're businesses that people like support and other times they're just projects that have no inherently like pushed marketing plan or anything so that's kind of how i break it down and because i break it down that way and i very consciously did that over a period of time where i realized i was at capacity every day and like one comment or conversation would explode my whole life into chaos i was <laughs> like i need to get orderly with how i think about this stuff and so for me it's like i set a goal of I want to work three days a week and then every other day of the work week which is just two are days of growth where I can do anything I want um, whatever the brain wherever the brain wants to take me and sometimes that's merch and sometimes that's me learning like how to make an AI chatbot or me learning another uh, I'm not learning another language but I was about to use that as an example um, whatever I want to do right that's rad so um, what I do is I I grew up as a designer, so I spend time designing. That pays a lot of the bills, and then I spend times consulting, which also pays bills, or uh, experimenting. So I think drawing very clear lines of what I would and wouldn't do was one part of that, 
and then drawing clear lines within myself and the projects that I take on in terms of what, how much time I actually, I got very real with it. I was like, how much time do you want to devote to these things? And like, you're o- you only have seven days in the week. So even if you spend a day on each one, like how many days would you spend for this and that? And I had to get very real. I did that with a friend of mine, actually, together. We forced each other to be accountable. And um, when, it, when it broke down, I was like, I'm okay having X number of days for this, X number of days for that. I'm okay saying no if something falls on that day that doesn't align with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I, I stay stable with it. I'm a big calendaring person. My calendar is like booked out for at least four months. Um, I love to schedule things because then I know like I can, can fit these amazing things that life brings into my life, not be overwhelmed and still accomplish the dreams that I have, you know, so um, time management is big. You talked a lot about like this dream state and even in mm-hmm. like you talking like more just now, like about like how you juggle everything and what it is that you do. I, I remember reading uh, something that you posted you can't quote me on this but it had to do with like you reflecting on like ninth grade you Mm. with like spiky blue hair which is already like a pretty vivid image um uh, i'm curious to know like after you talking about all your projects now and what you work on currently like how you've like evolved as a human and what particular experiences come to mind when you think about that change and the growth um, that you've had. Sometimes I feel like the only thing I changed was my hair. Um, (laughs) You know, and other times I feel like I've changed so much. Um, I think it's really like the, the perspective you have on yourself at any time. I think like at my core, I'm still like a punk rock kid I still listen to that music. I have a pop punk music project. I mean, like, there's it's still such an important part of me because it, it was just a movement that's counter to the things going on. And I think being counter to anything that's happening is important, at least to, to, to attempt to think counter to what you're experiencing. And I think that was the biggest lesson punk rock taught me as a kid. And, and um, so therefore, like, I don't actually think I'm that different at all. Sometimes I think I'm just like a gr- older version of that kid who's seen some things and it's changed my like worldview and my like maybe my aim, my like tactical aim towards I want to make this thing versus that thing. But I think like this, I'm definitely less rebellious. I don't want to say I haven't grown. I'll, let's I'll answer that as well. I want to, but I do think it's important to talk about why I'm the same too. And I think it's like this idea of you know what is different. I mean, what not pursuing things that might seem counter to what's happening, but that you truly believe is right. I think is something that I've always been guided by, and, and part of that, which is sad, is that we talked about dreams like I think people make society makes it seem my family made it seem that the pursuit of dreams wasn't right and so I think in my later years recent years have really been on a, a path of like well what if dreams and following them were right how can I make that happen uh how can I honor the naivety and the dream of my youth, but also um, 
honor the adultness and the proper orderliness of adulthood and, and combine forces and make something out of it. Right, because so, there's like a like a fine line of like practicality yeah. and then also still like being ambitious and like taking risks. Yeah. How did, like, was there something along the lines of your journey that really helped you like shift like and kind of own in on balancing the both? Yeah, um, I, I grew up in a house that was very practical, so I always had that. I would say it almost happened in reverse where I felt like I was really able to be in, get in touch with my creativity over time. And so I knew I had this practicality, like I was never averse to calendars or organization. Um, when I was younger, I was a little bit, I was just like a kid. Right. But the more I got into it, my parents kind of threw it down my throat and probably not in the best way, but I got so used to being organized, that was never a hurdle. In fact, I feel like being more expressive and being more creative was, um, I wouldn't say it was a hurdle, but it was something I became very interested in. And so I think like honing that over, like I guess from like my teens onward and kind of taking my childhood upbringing of like order, structured time and merging those together and actually learning to appreciate the orderly more um, in my like 20s and 30s really helped because initially I was like, well, my parents gave me that and they don't know what they're talking about. But embracing that, and then embracing the fact that you can be creative and, and, and wild and free. And if you hone, if you marry the two, it creates a really fun, interesting state for you. Seeing the rewards of that, I was like, well, okay, I'm just gonna keep doing, I'm gonna keep doing both of those, you know? Um, I feel weird sometimes, cause it's like, I don't experience a lot of people that have that same point of view of like the orderliness they're like art is just always wild and free so i always felt like oh i must not be creative and but again overcoming that too was a big piece of that was would you say like was that kind of like uh one of those like fear-based things that kind of prevented you from taking those leaps or like pursuing those dreams because when we were talking earlier you were you were mentioning like what you do to help people is kind of like ask those questions or figure out like, well, what is it that is preventing you from like taking that one step over here? Mm -hmm. um, so like, yeah. That, mm. What like, was the fear in the way? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, I think like, man, there's so many. I think the fear that things won't work out uh, is kind of where, or fear of failure. I, I hear that a lot. I felt that kind of like it starts at fear of failure but it's not where it actually ends a lot of people say i'm afraid to fail and i was too but i was actually afraid of feeling stupid for me it was an intelligence thing i grew up in a household where my mom was like super intelligent and so the idea of intelligence uh was a big issue for me where if i fail it's not that i failed it's that i look stupid and i don't want to feel that and so it's like and I encourage anyone that reads any of this or hears any of this to be like, is it fear of failure or is there something behind the failure that like it represents me in some way that I don't like? And I think for me, it was right. not feeling intelligent. And I was like, well, we're good enough for some people. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And then there was also this idea of like, and I don't know how this fits in, but it does, which is like not having like a limit of what was good enough for me. And I don't mean good enough, like complacent and decent, 
I mean, like, what was, we could say great enough for me, but what was that, like, bar that I was actually after if it didn't move? Mm -hmm. What if the bar just was there and I could actually achieve it? And if I did, things would be stable and I wouldn't be, like, in an unstable environment. Not, I, and I, I made sure not to say I, I would be happy because they're not correlated. Right. But I would be in a stable environment where happiness would be easier to build if I were to pursue it. And I think setting a bar of, like, this is enough money to have, this is enough um, things to be doing. Like, I don't need to just keep endlessly chasing. Um, again, I don't know how this exact, it's not necessarily fear, but it was, it was this like fear of like unhappiness, fear of not being satisfied. I was resisting like the feeling of satisfaction and the feeling of uh, happiness. And those, again, those two threads being not connected really. Um, but what I will say, the connection would be that by feeling satisfied, you at least have a position to then build happiness upon. Um, so yeah, I think that the intelligence thing was the beginning and then it was like, well, okay, let's take that off the table. Um, what am I actually after? And how do I know where like, if I didn't, push any harder and I just maintained what I had, I'd be okay. And then knowing, so if I went beyond that, it'd be great. It's a surplus. I love it. But I wasn't like just endlessly going and just burning out and not knowing where I was, you know, and, and, and if I was closer or further. And so I think that was a big piece of this journey. I feel like I'm kind of answering your question, but um, it's, I think it's an important point. No, you're good. You're good. Um, uh, one of the last things that I think I wanted to touch base on is, you know, we also got into a conversation before we started recording about why we're here and, you know, what kind of value do we like bring to this place? Um, you mentioned that, like, not to put you on blast, but in, once you hit 30, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> you, you were like, you know, some of those things started shifting of like, how can you uplift like a generation before you and like the upcoming like upcoming designers upcoming business owners and, and just people in general um why is that like specifically why is it important to you and in what other ways do you want to continue to like you know provide resources and just like encouragement to like a new generation mm. that's up and coming yeah, so I'll put myself on blast and say I'm 35, actually. <laughs> Halfway to 40, I can't wait. Um, and I think, so my mom passed away in my mid to late 20s. And so I realized in that moment that there's like a timeline we, we're all on. And at some point, our current form doesn't exist, can't exist, can't operate. And it had me thinking about the impact she had on me and other people. But then it also had me thinking about in my late 20s, like what impact I could have or was having. Um, and was I really setting myself up to have an impact that I would be really proud of if I were to pass unexpectedly, right? Um, and so that kind of came around the same time as my 30s. And I was like, well, I've been doing the same thing, kind of chasing like upper management in an organization's 
as a designer and I don't even know why I'm doing it. Like, I'm not really that excited to do it. There's, I just feel like there's so much more in this world and I don't even know yet what it is, but I want to find out. And I kind of just dove off the cliff into complete abyss and didn't know where I would land or if I would land or how I would land or if I'd find that answer. But through that, I realized that, you know, I can create a lot of things and I find a lot of joy in that. Um, I knew it had purpose. Um, and I also knew that I could create things for other people and that there would be value there. And I always love, I, I just since as a kid, I just loved being able to help others construct and deconstruct things. You know, whether it was building a new idea or deconstructing past traumas or narratives, I just like doing it. I just always enjoyed it. And so, um, you know, come 32, 33, I'm like, let me just do that for as many people as I can, whether that's like 130 people by the time I die, 600, 10,000, a million, as long as it's all in good faith and it really is well vetted and, and positive, I want to be able to do that um, because I can only affect so many people, but if I affect a thousand people and they affect a thousand people, like now we're talking big numbers here. Mm -hmm. And even if like I taught them something and then that changed the course of their life a bit, which then led them to do something. And then that ended up affecting a thousand people. That's still good enough for me. That's really valuable to me. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel like that was just such an important project. Um, and I think why the youth, I think if you look at a lot of cultures, um, generations are connected and related deeper than they are in like this Western culture that we have now it seems like every generation is just doing their own thing and people are like this generation that they get their labels and they get boxed up and they get ignored um to the other generations uh whereas i think that there's so much to be shared upwards downwards or left and right, right. between the timelines um and I've had a lot of suffering and trial and error and experiences and learning from other people's as just a natural researcher of life that I'm like, if I could help someone by changing, by adding a word into their brain or adding an idea into their brain or a process or a product or a logo into their life, like if I could do that, then, and that's what's needed to facilitate great change that could then affect their families and their communities. Well, I wanna do that because um, I know it's impactful and I do believe that I have the capabilities to do that. And so, um, yeah, I guess it's the realization that life's short, that everyone matters, that if you have the love to spread, spread it. Uh, and and um, if you have the tools to make great change, use them. Um, yeah.